um, well, that's, you've been putting some major work in. It sounds like 2022 is going to be a big year for you, man. Yeah, um, man, that's, that's definitely. But let's talk about 2021 first, because that was also a huge year. You had five projects that year, right? Uh, it was almost like at the beginning of this year, I released another. Well, if you count the, the compilation we dropped right before we dropped uh, Killer's Manual, yeah, uh-huh. uh, five projects, yeah. Did Insurgent Theory come out in 2021 or 2020? It came out 2020, but uh-huh. Insurgent Theory was, was, but Insurgent Theory in a way was like the catalyst for 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 the for the wave of work that was to come in 2021. Word, that's kind of how it felt, man. When, when Insurgent Theory dropped, that was a big album. Um, and it, it feels like that that got a lot of love. Like you hadn't really dropped anything in a little while prior to that. Is that correct? Yeah, I hadn't. I want to say because um, I was I was in I was doing like guest jo- guest joints, and I did I think I did an album with Oak like a. EP with Oak like a year be- before, but even that was old, so that wasn't really new. You know what I mean? So I was just, you know, dropping maybe like little like guest, guest appearance joints, but that was like me kind of my resurgence on the scene in in a sense. Yeah, with it, I don't even think was there any. Um, I think you had like one or two features on there, right? What an insurgent theory? Yeah, you have a song with Zag on there. I had a song. I had a song. Zag was on there. Huh. Um, I had Tap Out was on there, and I had. I'm trying to think of who else. Shit, I'm thinking that was it. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, yeah, not, like, it was not heavy on. Um, yeah, we got one song with Zag, one stand, one song with Tap Out. That's it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. What? So. Insurgent theory drops. That kind of catalyzes this whole wave for you. But what what catalyzed that? Like what built up to the, uh, you know what I mean, to this like uh, output of creativity that you've had? Because from insurgent theory, which I think was late 2020, to now we got six, yeah, six projects, man. That's a lot. Man, like uh, first off, I, I like this line of questioning. I'm not even going. Not even going to hold you. I, like the tweets are definitely like good way to present it. I would say that um, I think I was in a place in life to create the actual album I always wanted to, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think I was trying anything too brand new. I was trying to create the album I always wanted to make. I would say the previous projects I did were me trying little different things on each one, you know, cause I was, that was, that was a re- like that period was a resurgence within itself when I first started high speed and everything. Right. After the third mercenary sessions, you know, I had to reconfigure everything and, um, I did a, did a, a little EP after that, then the one with Oak. And then I'm like, when, you know, the pandemic hit, it was the perfect opportunity to, I'm like, yo, you know what? I want to create the uh, like the standard for underground albums in the in in this new um in this new decade. Mm-hmm. So that was my idea to it because I think for the last ten years because it even goes into the title because the last ten years I think what we've been 
we've been pretty much hearing the same perspective, mm-hmm. you know, which is like the avant-garde artistic drug dealers. That's all yep. we've been hearing for Absolutely. for about in such a way. It's for over 10 years. And, you know, and I bet, as you do, I like the shit. You know, I like the way it sounds. It, it sounds cool. I like listening to it. I don't, I'm not going to act like it, it's not enjoyable, but it's getting to, a, it, it got to a point to me where, yo, we need something, another perspective other than the luxurious shit. So that was the idea with, you know, even in the cover, there was a, a car being blown up. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, a luxury car being blown up. So there's a symbology there. So then that just got me more on my guerrilla militant joint and just having um, either large scale or, or small skirmishes of, of attacks, just causing disruptions in this in the, in in the current wave. You know, that was that was kind of my idea, and to kind of cement my legacy as someone that can put have a high output but like quality it doesn't seem like i just threw it out there anyway yeah man i feel like that's really the difference too every one of these projects feels like it's well thought out you know like it's 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 meticulously planned um and it's it's you know you're right like that that wave of this this avant-garde kind of shit like everyone's got a painting on their cover and everyone's rapping about you know uh, we have pretty much the same uh subject matter coming up time and time yeah. again right but like there's i don't know man i like what you said there because there's a lot like you know people have all kinds of different ways to come at the game you know but but one way that i don't think people really get into is like their mindset you know and it sounds like at the beginning of the uh, pandemic like you just got into this mode um that's kind of captured in, in insurgent theory yeah because i because i really it's like I've always been there, but I've never had the opportunity to act on it. So when life made it so I can actually do it, I'm like, this is the the opportunity and the time is now. Mm-hmm. And I have to stake my claim in this time period because I feel like I haven't been able to totally do what I wanted to do in this game, at least on an artistic level, which I can control. I can't control the success level of anything. All I can do is put in the work and work on the next one. It's key, you yeah. feel me? You um, quality. Yeah, that's what I that's the part I control and that's the part I, I want to stay in in complete control of and that, which is not going to change. I want people, you know, you know when when this is all said and done in at least in this capacity, I want people to be able to go through a fine tooth comb and be like, "Oh, this guy was was saying some some shit on this." You know. So, yeah, it works. That, that, that's where the legacy comes in, right? It's like this will be here forever. Exactly. Man. And if they don't become awake to it right now, then maybe the next week or the next year. Oh. And, and and with a and with a totally and with a different like like I was just telling telling you right now. I think when I think I think we're, we're, we're about the same age, and yep. I, I just remember there were. There were always issues in in any scene in hip hop, but I what what I do remember is that there were more there were different um, perspectives and point of views that people were coming from. You know what I mean? You had like yeah, the definitely. dudes that were ultra conspiracy, ultra you know abstract part of um, ultra. There we had criminals too, like stick up kids and all that as well. But it was all it was all there. It was all available and. I just feel like um, it's not only the only thing you hear, it's becoming the standard of what people want to hear. 
So, and I, I really don't, I'm, I'm not of the school that I am to be, I am to be just catering to what people want, you know? Word. Yeah. You, and it sounds like you really, with Insurgent Theory, it, like you said, this was the album you always wanted to make. Like, yeah. know, the ideas behind this were always there. But if you just had yeah. the opportunity with the pandemic hitting to put them, put that into action and, and really yes, meticulous right. with it. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I, I want to jump actually to Burnt Ships real quick because you were talking about the symbolism behind the cover of um, Insurgent Theory, but I know that there's also a symbolism behind the cover of Burnt Ships. Sure, sure. Um, I was building with my man, uh, Chairman Chow, our good friend, Chairman Chow, and we were, and we, you know, we were, we've been talking about doing some work just because um, I had been such a frequent guest on Overdog, and, you know, we became pretty much like fame based on that. So when we were t- thinking about just, you know, a project name and just what we were in life at that time, you know, he was telling me about the death ground strategy, which is what I know is death ground strategy from the 33 strategies of war. We're talking about Cortez, um, the convert Cortez going to, to Mexico and going with, like, you know, a short number of men mm-hmm. and him basically essentially burning the ship. So there is now no exit strategy. They have, it's either winning or death. And that's how, you know, just kind of fair with this, with doing this music thing. It's either we go all in or, you know, it's kind of like the get rich or die trying mentality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the only way is so, Yeah, that's the, that, and that's, and that's the only way because I think if you leave your way, if you leave yourself with a way out, you're not gonna fight as hard as you can because you have a plan B. And when there is no plan B, you're gonna fight that much harder because you have no strategy. It's kind of just like in life, and period. If you really knew that you only had this one, you would fight like hell to 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 treat it like such, and Word. to do as much as you can while you still have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes your whole mentality when there's no going back. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. So that that was that was the symbol behind it. So there's so there's always so there's always and there's always that in in everything in everything that's being done. There's always that. There's always themes, and even if we don't always follow it as strictly, that's the overall arching theme. You know. Mm-hmm word man yeah I, I like the fact that there's always it always feels like there's like a philosophical um like stream through your music you know what i mean like it's not just like like your actual philosophy your life philosophy comes through in your music a lot yeah definitely because it has to like where, where yeah what, what do you draw upon like what are some of the you mentioned the 33 strategies yeah i mean it's just out since I was a young, that was that's a Robert Green book, and it was just a third strategies of war, you know. So, I, yeah. So like I have, so just a lot of uh, life experience, whether it's life, whether it's just life experience, you know, whether it it be you know being in the military before, you know, living in an impoverished environment, being around rich environments. Um, you know, building with, 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 with great minds, building with, uh, you know, a lot of like gods and earth in the, in, in the 5% nation, 
it, it's just it's just from so many places. It's hard to to really pin down because I'm really an amalgamation of of all of that. Even though you know my my foundation is being a five percenter, you know the and that since knowledge is the foundation of everything in existence, I draw from all places. So I'm an amalgamation of everything, and I just center it to self because it's really what it's about. It's about empowering self and having the knowledge of yourself to know you, you know, the true being the true and living God. So that's that, that, that's where it all that's where it all comes from. Huh? It's important to have a foundation, you know. Like I, I feel like that's really you know you can you can draw from all these different places, but it sounds like the five percent nation is really the the foundation of it all for you. Yeah, it's kind of like in um the Hanukkure when they were when they were saying when you have knowledge of when you have uh, when you have like knowledge you you in all ways you'll be stronger in your own way mm-hmm. where you're walking because it's your anchor to not float off into space because. Mm-hmm. We want to go off into the heavens, but we want to come, be able to come down to earth too. Because if we're just in the heavens all the time, you know, not everybody, not everybody's there. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody's there, and you want to be relatable. And if it's not relatable to the people, mm-hmm. you're you're speaking above the head and not to the head. Word. Yeah, you got to be able to meet people where they're at. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's that, that, that's the that's the mathematics of today today's knowledge power man so when we're empowering these people it is important that we put the knowledge in a way that could be understood you know if you want to give them the, the, the power to define and, and create and shape their reality you have to put it in a palatable palatable way i mean in music i don't necessarily always do that you know but in real life definitely yeah, man. No, I, I hear that. I feel like um, it, it is really important. Like, you can get deep on people, but it, it, you can't just keep going with – you can't just do song after song of shit that people won't be able to understand, you know? Right. Like, I, I remember, like, when Wu-Tang came out, you know, and that was probably when I first got uh, introduced to, like, 5% or terminology. There was right. a whole lot of words going on, a whole lot of things going on I did not understand. But there was enough in there that I did understand that I could stay with it, and, and it drew me in, you know? Right, me either, you know? So it's only after I got knowledge of self that I even understood uh, a little bit more. I think a lot of a lot of it was flying past me, or at least not flying past me, but the, the seeds were being planted and they and they took form later. You know, a yeah. lot of it, a lot yeah. of a lot of the seeds that were being dropped. So I mean that's just how it is in general. Like I do have a foundation but I am very I'm a universally traveled person. Mm -hmm. So that, that comes across in the music as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely does. You know, and so speaking of that, let's get into the killer man, killer's manual. Cause that was a big one for you. Yes. Um, Yeah, definitely. For you and Zag and he is Zagnick Nori had a huge year last year as well. Um, Let's go back to y'all's relationship. How did you guys first link up? My brother, my brother Zag. So Zag was in this group called, he is in this group called Noble City, and um, they were, you know, I mean, you you remember the the internet era as far as the forum era. They kind of they kind of ruled like the, yep, definitely. So they ruled like the, the 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 Wu Tang one, 
like the Wu Corp oh, one. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, like Wu yeah. Corp or something. Yeah, that was like I think that was the biggest Wu fan site, and you know, forum forums as we all know was like the social media back then, and they were yeah. Noble City was big back then, so. They sampled this this Portishead joint, and he rapped on it. And uh, one of, one of my brothers introduced it to me, and and because we were planning on doing that, and they they beat us to it. I'm like, who the fuck? Is, who the I hell is this? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna use a sample. So they, so I, you know, I started listening to him, and I, I became a fan. Mm-hmm. And um. I became I became a, a big fan of that because I I felt like in the 2000s, as much as people were rhyming nice, there was some good rhyming going on. I think the aesthetic feel of hip hop was going in a direction where I wasn't as interested production wise and the way it just came across, mm-hmm. and and only some dudes maintained some shit that maintained my interest. So I posted a joint. On I remember on Wu Court one time, mm-hmm. and um, and he hit he hit me up and told me he wanted he wanted to work, which is cool because I was already I was already a fan and we started we started working and we've been working together for like you know ten plus just okay. just v- various missions on each other's joints and oh. so this is a really long time coming, real right. long time coming. So, and then we started working together. Finally, we had the time to, mm-hmm. again, this is during the pandemic. Yeah. And I, I, let me say this real quick. The pandemic, I've had the my best artistic life during right. the pandemic. Yeah, we changed it changed for a lot of people, man. The, the, the opportunity to just settle in and do what you feel like doing instead of having to go, you know, 40 hours a week, going to the office or whatever the case may be. Right, right. So we we did that. We did a killer's manual, and that was that one was it was pretty big, man. It got us on a, in a lot of spaces that I hadn't even re- reached yet. Legends hitting us up, you know. Yeah, it, it was just, it, it was dope. That's and, and so speaking of that, you know, opening up new spaces, it, it's getting a vinyl release, correct? Yes, it's getting a. It, it, you know, it's get it 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 definitely is. Um, I hit up my my homie, uh, best kept who produced the joint on it. Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of it, it was kind of ill the way that happened. He sent it out for us. Okay, you know that's not that's not something we were necessarily thinking was even possible. Yeah, you know because you know you know you know how it is, man. Uh, the politics of the game. There's yeah. a glass. There's a there's a there's a glass ceiling even on on this level. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and it's tough to break through that, you know. And, and it's very is tough to break through. So thought after now, it's like hard. Even if you were doing it on your own, it takes so goddamn long to get it. Yeah, yeah, man. We um, we hit up, we hit up. So, oh, now, now us. Pardon, I'm just trying to get my story like linearly correct. Uh-huh. He 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 hit up Fat Beats. Ah, okay. And, and Fat Beats was interested in putting it out. This is an exclusive you're, you're getting. Fat Beats was interested in putting it out. Okay. And and but um, I wasn't satisfied with what they were offering, and neither was was Zag. Okay. You know, I I just I just would I would think that an underground label 
would be more willing to take a risk on something that they said that they liked. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, maybe we might we might work in the future. Just depends. But um, yeah. After but the deal wasn't right, after, you had to turn it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you know, and it, and it was hard, man. It was hard to, you know, it's Fat Beats, man. Like, you no, know, that's a big all, name, man. They've been around forever. Put out so many classics. Yeah. So like to 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 be like to for me to say no, it had to be wrong. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Goodfellas hits me up, and I was already familiar with them with the records they put out with like Rock Marsh and and like all them dudes. Now now Ransom, people like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm actually just looking at their website now. They got the Ransom and Nicholas Craven joint. They did yeah. an Al Davino record, the SD Mac joint. Mhm. So they so we, they they you know hit me up, and he's like, yeah, we're interested in doing the deal. We like we like the project, and we know. They're not gonna offer you what we're gonna offer you, so you know. So we we did that, and you know, I, I actually like uh, my man Sean up there, man. Like we we just became cool, and we just mm-hmm. we don't even necessarily just talk about uh, music. We talk about just life and shit that annoys us in the world, you know. So that's what's up, man. And it, I mean, it took forever, but just because you know we're in a uncertain times, but. It's coming out now, and we were all excited, man, because this we we this is what we want this to be in the vinyl market. Yeah, man. Once, this is once a great record there. to start out with, you know, especially with the run that you know you and Zag coming together because your your individual work ethic is so strong. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I, and I like, and it's 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 interesting. Like when you hear us together, it doesn't look like. It looks like we've always been just rapping together. I think when we do our own separate things, you kind of see the differences yeah. in what we're and what we're exploring musically, mm-hmm. which is dope. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was sure, already a fan of him. Same brand of music. No, we're not. You know what I mean? His perspective is different than mine. Yeah, that's his whole approach. It's just the whole yeah. You know what I mean, but it's like a killer's manual. Sometimes you could see what he pushed towards and what I pushed towards. Like clearly, the cover was pushed before by me. You know what I mean? But but like you know, some of the joints pushed for by him. So it's just you get to see like both elements. So we're just excited that we're gonna be opened up to a new audience. The world is gonna see more more of it, and you know, hopefully that you know the demand for Another one will be there where we'll get an even bigger situation. That's what's up, man. Well, well congratulations to both of y'all on that. Um, and, Appreciate you know, that, man. Prior to this vinyl release, uh, it was out on tape. I actually copped the tape from Icy Palms. And you've had a relationship with them for a while now, too. And I think I just saw you post today that they're going to be dropping um, one of your older albums that never came out um, on tape before, right? Yes, yes. Uh, mixed reality. Yeah, because uh, with, with uh, Icy Palms, you know, um, you, you know, we had been, you know, friendly on social media for for a little bit, and then I think offered to do some work, and I was definitely with it. I always wanted, you know, uh, cassette, uh, cassette made of my music, uh-huh. and we were, we were ever since Insurgent Theory, you know, we put we, we put we put in some work together, and you know, it, it's been pretty much a uh, smooth sailing with them. 
That's so. Up, with, yeah, they they but, do. They put out a lot of cool shit, man, and I think it's great. Tape. I got a tape player in my whip, so I, I buy all these tapes and actually listen to them. That's L. <laughs> that's L. Yeah. And we, with a uh, mixed reality, the 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 issue with that one was, or not really an issue, is that I wasn't gonna release. Uh, I wasn't gonna release uh, any anything physical. I was just gonna put it on our band camp. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I I thought that that was such a that 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 album deserved physical treatment, and that was one that out of out of all of them, I'm like, why didn't I do anything with this? There was something with Mercenary Sessions, and that's the mm-hmm. mixed reality kind of opened up the world to me as far as establishing me in like the the underground circles of the radio, the Shade Forty Fives. And, uh-huh. you know, that shit, like, joint from there, getting played by, like, DJ Premier and yeah. DJ Premier, Tony Touch. This is when they weren't doing as many local joints, you know what I mean? Yeah, now they're playing a lot, especially a lot of Massachusetts artists. But back then, yeah. they really weren't. And I used to have the satellite radio on my whip as well. I was listening to it all the time. Um, so when yeah. I was hearing shit from you or from Oak on there, you know, I was like, this is a fucking big look, man. This is worldwide. Yeah, and that was the first time, and the the joint, uh, it was a joint from Mercenary Sessions 2. That was the first joint that we all had from our end that got played on Shade 45, and that was an accident. I didn't even know I mass emailed it to DJ Eclipse. Oh, shit. You didn't even know he was on the list. You probably just had, like, a, you know, 50 different emails on there, huh? Didn't even know. Didn't even know he was still, you know, doing his thing on the radio. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, because he really kind of reestablished himself with the Shade 45 show. Right, um, right. You know, from the from the nonfiction days. Bro, I seen that. I was like, yo, what the f-? Like, I, I'm like, wait a minute. Because I, I seen an email from DJ Eclipse. I'm like, that just can't be the truth. You know what I mean? This can't be them. You know, and this is me. And- you were really blown away, huh? Really? Yo. Bro, at the end of the day, like I, I think you, you, you know, I think you've gotten a grasp for my character, man. I am a real student of this shit. So for me to be anywhere in the mix of these people is super cool to me, man. I just I made this music because it took a, such a hold of me that I, I had to try it out myself. You know what I mean? And so yeah. me working with me working all these people. Having you know some DMs with people I grew up with that that hit me up, you know, uh-huh. and all that shit is just it's still amazing, and I and I know that that's it's only going to get better than that, but yeah, that the the, the mixed reality is going to be released finally physically, and I just think that the people that are collectors should deserve to have that in their. You know what I mean in the in the yeah. in the collection. Sure, you knew it was of high enough quality that like if you're getting love and selling out tapes on these new albums, that like that one needed to it needed to go. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, so, so speaking of influences, right? Because we just kind of touched on you know you're getting emails and DMs from people who you looked up to before, and we were talking about DJ Eclipse, um, and I feel like we both definitely come from that same generation where like we. You, you know, the, the the time where I was taking the turn towards, okay, I really got to do this rap shit, was around that underground era, right? Where, like, the Jiggy era had kind of settled in, and then we had local dudes who were just putting out their own vinyl and making their own way and things. Right, right, um, right. 
and, and nonfiction was one of the better groups from that time. I, that was really influential to me. Um, but I know from just peeping your social media that we also share another similar influence, which is Scaramanga. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so I see you posting all the snake eyes shit and, uh, you know, seven eyes, seven horns. Um, that dude was fucking spectacular. Just tell me a little bit about, like, what what it is about Scaramanga that, that uh, made you such a big fan of his and how he influenced you. I like I, – I wouldn't say as much of, like, it influenced me. It's more like I respect his artistry of just not – clearly does not give a fuck if you get it or not. Clearly wow. doesn't. Nope. <laughs> he is just interested in, in, in intertwining and, and just creating these styles and uh and rhymes that it's just like – it feels like he just does it because that's what he fucking feels like doing. It really has that. Yeah, and it, and it's real. It's 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 smart, but it's still gangster, bro. It's still like it's still like I think a lot of what these dudes are trying to do today, he was already doing years ago. Yeah, you know, it, as it really far as was, that. I was um I was actually with, with Chairman Chow not too long ago. I think last summer, and I I had him in the whip. We were going up to Maine. I had him in the car for a couple hours, so I paid, I played him that Scaramanga album. And and both of us were just like, yo, this is this is everything the dudes are trying to do right now, except better. It's, ex- it's exactly because he it's because he already had. Come on, man, that dude was rapping with like Cool Keith. <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? You know, the dudes on. on you know? Yeah, real, real. Yeah, man, come on, man. Like had early records with like LP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no shit. He was on that all that early uh, Coke Flow, like Rockus era shit. Yeah, man, and and this is the t- and the, and if you really think about it, he didn't real like it, 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 it was a little bit more like street than what them dudes were probably dealing with as much musically, you yeah, know, as far as like, sure, a lot man. of. But he he had that sci-fi style too that he was doing on um like Doctor Octagon and the other shit he was popping up with Cool Keith on like the man had such a plethora of styles it was it was incredible you know. You know, he has like a, a style of name like, like Juan Excelsior where he's rapping in Spanish. Like some, some what? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, man, I wish he'd come back out with a record shit. Yeah, me, especially in this era, I wish he really like just be like reclaim a lot of the, a lot of what's out because I think now what we got is we have some Napoleon shit going on, meaning. History is written by the winners and the losers get written about. Yeah. So what I mean by that is a lot of people get to claim that they started a lot of these styles and everything. Oh, when yeah. A lot of this shit was already around. Like that off-beat, off-kilter style, like half a mil was already doing that. Yeah. That half a mil was already doing that. Killer Priest was already doing that to to yeah. to, to the no drum shit. Like this is none yeah. of this is none of this is new. Yeah, none of, none of this is new. So like when I hear dudes like that, and I I just remember like damn, it reminds me that I I want to keep pushing the envelope, and mm-hmm. and it it makes me want to push the envelope. If if it does influence me in a way, it's in that way and to stay in my lane and to not really care what the people want like that. Cause they don't really know. They're knowing what they're programmed to, to want or like, so mm-hmm. I have to be, and if I'm saying again, 
if I'm saying I'm the true and living God, what am I doing following um, just what people want? I have to be set in the trend because that's really like what we're dealing with is, is being, being the originator, being the original man, the origin of all. So <laughs> how am I going to do that if I'm just not being myself? So that's what a dude like Scaramanga gets me to want to do. And I'm glad we, we get to talk about dudes like that because, like, those names, a lot of those names just get forgot, forgotten and thrown in a pile of people we don't even talk about anymore. It, it, it's real, man. If you take a look at it, you can – uh, if you you know if you take a look at the whole thing and step back, it's like you know something was rekindled recently over the last ten years, but it wasn't invented, you know. And you look at mm-hmm. like Scaramanga and Godfather Don, and it's like these dudes are basically forgotten outside of like a handful of like aficionados, you know, people who are really really interested in the craft. Like people don't know about these guys, and they they were doing this shit at, at the same at a higher level than a lot of the people today who were very popular. That's a fact. That's a yeah. fact because. They have because now what what they what's missing now is the foundation of actually being able to rhyme a lot of times mm-hmm. and being and, and actually emceeing. A lot of these dudes have just been recording at their crib for most of the time mm-hmm. and have like internet fame. Just like the a lot of these dudes were like you know rhyming in ciphers in in fat beats and and yeah. in those uh, lyricist lounge open mics and just a lot more volatile situations where you have to have thicker skin to make it in, especially at the time when no internet, word of mouth, you know, yeah. you're rapping in that style to, to, to be able to get that out. That's, that's amazing. It, it, it was a different era. You had to show up in person, right? Like being in a cypher outside the middle East after one of those shows, you know, with all these MCs who were already established was like a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. It was. It, it, it's. It's one of those. It's one of the training courses. Yeah, it's one of the it prerequisites. And it's one of the things that I think is 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 clearly missing for today. But because I, I think a lot of dudes can rap in that style, but can they really rhyme in the tr- in the foundational sense? That yeah. has for, for some of these dudes, he has yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yet to be established for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's t- let's touch on um your latest release now streaming. Okay. Last week, correct? Yes, it did. Now the name of this also has some symbolism to it, right? Because this is the first album in a long time that's just popped right up on Spotify for me that you dropped. Mhm. Yeah. It, see the the and and I think this is probably the one that that is probably as simple as as I'm gonna get as far as you know symbolism with that. It's mm-hmm. it's more like it's available. It's it's a, a digital stream available to the more the casual public, mm-hmm. right? Because I I usually have my music just um, exclusive to people that fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, by going to Bandcamp, I could really see who really who really rocks with my shit. Who really uh-huh. like is is, is is rather than you know just riding the wave, and I don't. I I personally take um issue with Spotify and and DSPs like that and everything mm-hmm. to, uh, like just making most of the money and I'm making pennies on the dollar and without like, literally with, fractions of a cent you know and 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 we have 
And on, on top of that, you know, like without us, what, what where's, where's their content? They don't make content. I don't like right. the idea that they, that they own that content and they're the gatekeepers to whether like my level of popularity. Yeah, and they make most yeah, of their money. You can make that decision, man. If you show up in the algorithm and not and pop up and just play automatically on people's shit when they're not paying attention, that's them. And I'm. I don't, I don't like that, bro. And I, I just, I just don't. So what I ended up, so this one was more to get, um, and, and it won't happen that frequently. It will only be, I'm only throwing casual fans a bone to, yo, this was going on over here. Come fuck with me. And I mm-hmm. still did it. And, but I didn't short them on the quality that everybody else would get normally. Yeah, certainly not, man. Um, and it's interestingly, a lot of the stuff that you're touching on right now, there's a sample of someone speaking on now streaming. Um, that the mm-hmm. speaking to uh, who is that? That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, Cody Wilson. Um, he he, I don't know if you've ever heard of Defense Distributed. No. He made a uh, he he was this dude that was he made the first 3D printed gun, like his. Ah, okay. His his uh his company made the first 3D printed gun, and you know um he was about introducing the idea of um you, you know just expanding the Second Amendment in the internet age yeah. because they made they not only did they made make the 3D printed gun and that was just more like symbolism because you know 3D printed guns that's not really gonna that's not really an efficient way to make weapons. He made um, downloadable files on how to, you know, how to make how to make guns and finish them at home. You know? Yeah, and, yeah, man. Uh, I, I've actually done a little bit. Of, I've never run into across this guy's name, but I've done a bit of research on this myself. There was an interesting piece uh, that was put out by shit. It, the name of the uh, news outlet will come to me soon, but about a guy who had a similar. Um, he was a similar gun rights activist, but out in Europe, and he was making these 3D printed nine uh, millimeter fully automatics. Right, right. So they they have like now they have like milling machines that mm-hmm. you can have like an eighty percent receiver, and then you know if you know how to, you can take the time to finish out like an AR fifteen or something. Yeah, you just put it. together a couple so, of pieces you purchase on online or whatever. Indeed. So the issue he was having was. Like the, the the credit card companies like not allowing them to process payments, uh, mm-hmm. PayPal cutting them off, social media cutting them off. Yeah. So it was internet blacklisted. Yes. So I think when I when I when I talk about stuff like that, it's more about um, becoming more guerrilla as time goes on. That that is really the general theme of my existence in music right now. You know, just mm-hmm. as far as, you know, because, you know, I, I mix master and master everything. I've shot my own commercials. I've shot my own videos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Even, even I'll say this even on, on your show, just because I feel comfortable just talk, saying it here. Like, those shirts, I made them here. <laughs> I made them at the oh, crib. Oh, that's what's up. You made those at the crib? Yeah, I made those at the crib. That's hell. I made those at the crib. So it's... So all of that together is I'm just working on as as time is going on is 
having working on as many things as I can work on um, to my my general capacity by myself without solely depending on social media. I mean, the next the next thing would be to have my own URL. Mm -hmm. So I can, so I don't get throttled by. I'll give you an example. When I put up the the that that Drake freestyle that I did, uh-huh. these niggas was trying to. I felt like they were trying to shadow ban me because they were saying that they were they were going to remove the the video. They never removed the video, but the video uh-huh. only got a lot of views because of the quality and the, and I was pushing it, but it wasn't getting as much traction as everything I put up before. Gotcha. And you like, know clearly, the numbers are hanging low and you're like, what's going on here? I know I'm getting seen more than this. Yes, yes. So I, I just don't like the idea that, number one, they referee discourse and that they can control your reach. So we're back to the same kind of tyranny that we were trying to avoid with social media that we had without it. Yo, absolutely, man. It's like there was this idea that the Internet was going to bring this age of like the free movement of information. Right. But instead, what we've got is from the very beginning of this, like the, the power to be have been working to control the narratives and, and control. What definitely, looking to con- definitely looking to control the, the narratives, like even that situation with Cody, Cody Wilson and defensive mm-hmm. distributed. If you re- if what they're what they're talking about is that. Do you get to control the information, even if it's about making guns? What makes you the the arbiter of uh, control of the flow of information? For sure, so what, this is not a contract that we've entered into with with the uh, you know the big uh, Silicon Valley people or with the the government, right? It's like something new gets invented and they just jump in there and try and make the rules right away without checking with anyone. Right, right. So. That's really that, that. That's that's part of what you know. It wasn't about that specifically, but you know, as with everything, I, I relate it to my world. Yeah, and it is it is more about just getting shit out. Like if you listen to the beginning of the top command order, it was the same dude. Yeah, yeah, I noticed him popping up a few a few other times in there. Um. It's a very good project, man. I'm a big fan of the Unabomber Manifesto. I, uh, you like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a slapper, man. And it, it's it's kind of self-explanatory, but can you just touch on that real quick, on what was the, uh, you know, the thinking behind that song? Man, it was just going off, really. It, it's yeah. going off, but, like, even when, I, when I'm going off and going crazy, I'm always saying something on it. Even if it's me at my mo at my most braggadocious, uh-huh. you know, I, I I could say like a one 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 at one moment I'm saying softer than the cardigan, got a sex tape, rom the star that your broad is in. I'm saying that, and then I'm talking about you know magic leap. <laughs> it's like who knows what magic leap is, you know? Like yeah, yeah it's but it's for the people to look it up. Yeah, for sure, man. You got you got to leave some, you know what I mean? Like some of it's like you said, some of it's self-explanatory, right? And, and everyone can grasp it, but there's got to be some stuff in there that that leads people to be interested in, and look further into the material that you're giving them, you know, to further educate themselves, like you said. Because when I write, the what it really is is I'm giving you enough to get some shit on face value. But I'm not a one listen. I'm still not a one listen person. You go back and you'll be like, damn, I missed like. 
eight lines mm-hmm. <laughs> within the 16 bars, you know? Yeah, man. Because I was gotta be paying late. attention to the haymakers. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still seeing that you got to go back for yeah, because I'm still, you know, it's like it's it's like a, a Floyd Mayweather. Like, it doesn't. Some of the moves aren't as dazzling, but like if you really listen to it, I'm still scoring on the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, man. It, it, and it, it, you got to be making music that makes people want to go back and listen to it again in this era, right? Where uh, music seems so disposable. Right. Right. People want to on from the hot project and forget about it a couple weeks later and they're on to the next thing. You got to make stuff that makes people want to go back to it. Right. And this is why we need to, we need to kind of retrain or the people that listen to us to not necessarily be like that. We can't have them, you know, it's like, we're, we're not giving you some run of the mill music, even if it's at a high capacity output, it's never, you know, um, just rushed and put, and put together. It's, it's 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 something that, that it's a good meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that something you got to sit down and enjoy. You don't just you don't just scarf that on the go. True indeed, man. True indeed. What's what else can we expect this year? What's what else is twenty twenty two gonna bring? Man, um, there's a lot of projects. A lot of to keep it real, I'm gonna keep most of them in the tuck. But the one I, I can speak on. Mm-hmm. One I, I can speak on is um, the next album, Gorilla Contracts. Okay. I don't know if it's gonna be Gorilla Contracts or Gorilla Contractor. Okay. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm settling on the title. Haven't but um, it's yet. gonna be my, my my first. It's gonna be my my first solo album this year and my first album since Transitional Assistance. And um, uh, it's it's definitely. I, I, it, it's definitely gonna be bigger and better. <laughs> you, you feel me? Like that's that's where I'm going. That's right, where I'm right. going with it. Bigger and better. Uh, just is there anyone who you're working with that you wanna that you wanna mention, or do you wanna keep that in the tough too? That I'm that I'm working with. Mm, I mean, it's all pretty much the it's all pretty much the same people. Mm-hmm. There, there's an EP that I think it, it sat, that I'm coming out with. I'm not gonna give too much away that is that I'm doing with a with a with a with a brother that is gonna sound very different than the work I get and it's a, it's it's a little more on the healthy side okay so um we so, definitely so not different production wise but different more like uh, as far as the um both of those spiritual content both of those okay where but it's but it's not so weird where it's like you you don't see it fitting me it's definitely like a part of what I do, but yeah, that, I'm doing that. It's but just expect more, like a lot more work, a lot, a lot more work with with people that 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 I rock with too. You know, work. That, that work. that's something that I want to do because I want to really cement like uh, cement legacy this year, and I want to work with you know maybe people with some people, certain people on their shit, like more like family, you know, or, or mm-hmm. people that I rock with. I want to work on. On, on different things because sometimes I hear things from different people that I'm like, okay, I want to explore. I want to explore that. That's fun, you know. Like I think me and you, have, I don't know if you want to let that out the bag. Me and you have talked about 
doing some, doing some, doing some. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Because I told you that's in me the same way. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, I just got to get this next album with uh, Chairman Chow out, man. We're just working on the, you know, the part that's not as much fun, not the recording, but like the getting the artwork and getting, you know, planning the release and all that shit now. But as soon as I get right. back in the creative mode, it's on. Yeah, yeah, man. You already know. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to uh to talk with me today. Uh, this interview will be up on the cryptonline.com uh, shortly and probably also uh, somehow folded into the cryptonline.com Hip Hop Heads podcast. Sure, man. And thank you for, you know, taking the time out to do it, man. Thank you, thank you for all you do. You know yeah, man, man. I, 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 Great conversation. I knew there was a lot here to explore, so I'm glad this is the Yeah, man. Definitely, man. I and I and I appreciate again like you reaching out, like you and uh you and Vega, you guys uh you know, y'all y'all doing a lot lot of good work as far as, you know, the, the blogosphere is concerned too, you know. So yeah, man. no stopping now. Appreciate y'all, man. All right, word man. Well listen, man, have a good weekend. Thanks for taking the time. All right, you too, man. Peace. All right, peace.